What is up, everybody? I am Matthew Vegas Hands, your host for AI Pioneers Insurance Edition, and I am here with Justin Spettle from Core Insurance. Please pray for him. He is dealing with some serious cold out in Wisconsin, while I am dealing with some incredible weather here in sunny Miami, Florida. Justin, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Uh, thank you yeah, for taking you. the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks. Yeah, so today, Justin, what we're gonna wanna do is, our audience is primarily agency owners. And okay. so, as I mentioned to you in the past, I kept getting asked left and right, you guys are developing AI for insurance. How are other people in the industry thinking about it? Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had a pretty limited scope being the guy developing it. And I just got tired of answering the same question. And I said, oh man, let's just, let's put some agency owners in front of you to, to hear from your peers and so that's why we're here yep. and so before we even get into the topic of ai or anything like that i have to ask my favorite question which is why insurance i remember when i was in college people wanted to be doctors lawyers i don't remember people wanting to get into insurance how did you end up in this industry this is a great question i got into this industry because i knew i wanted to sell something and i knew i wanted to make a lot of money so I figured out that if I sold commercial insurance, that those people that did well in that industry, they, they could make a lot of money. So that's what kind of draw drew me into it. I started uh, working with a company, um, a national captive uh, insurance company, and I was hired right out of college from them. Went to their training program in Minnesota and did uh, basically a year-long training program on commercial insurance. So I got really uh, educated on, on the products and then uh, took over a sales territory right away uh, at the age of, what was I, 20, 22. Um, and then did well right away because I, I invested in myself figuring out uh, how to be a better salesperson. So When you talk um, about investing in yourself, what were some of the things that you were doing to invest in yourself? Sure. So when I was in college, I uh, stumbled on to some different programs. One of them was The Psychology of Sales by Brian Tracy. Uh, and this was a, a tape set, uh, so I'm taking you back. So I started listening to this tape set and I realized like, holy crap, I can learn how to sell. Like this is a learned skill. And then I started to dig into it further and I figured out that salespeople can make as much money as doctors. Yep. And so I was like, man, if I can make as much money as a doctor and only have to go to school for four years, this is a good, this is a good uh, scenario. So that was the first program, but then I just started to listen to everything that I could get my hands on in the car um, and then reading as well. So I've just been a lifelong learner, just trying to get better, you know, with leadership, with uh, just development, with sales. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, um, what is it? I tell people all the time and especially now um, with the whole tech craze, I mm -hmm. see students or kids getting ready to graduate. They're wanting constantly to get into the tech world or they want to launch a new business and they will reach out and they don't always have the greatest ideas and sometimes they're unsure as to whether they should go with that idea or what they should do with their life. And I tell them all the time, go get an insurance license. It's relatively low barrier to entry, but it's going to teach you so much about the way the world works. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs insurance. So every cus every person you come across as a customer, every yep. company you come across as a customer, you know there's always going to be 
a job in insurance regardless of what the economy looks like and mm-hmm. so insurance is just incredible and i'm sure you know this it's just the residuals are incredible you right. spend a couple of years building a really strong book of business and of course there's some work to maintain it but you're going to be mm-hmm. able to there's a you're going to have some great retention if you do nothing besides just pick up the phone when they call and mm-hmm. so it's uh i think it's i think it's arguably the best route that a young person can go especially if they're still trying to figure out what to do with their life you know the the thing is because i've hired a lot of young uh sales agents over my career and you're absolutely right the challenge they run into is is gaining the respect of the buyer and so they really got to know their stuff if they really know their stuff then they can they can gain the respect of the buyer whether it's a business owner or or an individual but absolutely agree Absolutely. I remember when I first got into it, I took the courses Well, I got my licenses. And then after I got my licenses, I bought a bunch of books. And I remember reading just literally everything that I could find, whether it was 10Ks, whether it was even like when Lemonade was going public. I know they're a controversial stock, but even just learning their story, why was it that they were getting knocked? Why did people think what they were doing was cool? And then comparing that to the progressives of the world, to reading on how mm-hmm. Warren and those guys viewed it. And so really made sure to get myself in a position where I was pretty well versed in like what the newcomers were saying, mm-hmm. what the old timers were saying, and just getting a really fresh perspective. And I think that really did help because I would walk in through the door and people didn't anticipate me knowing too much. But the moment you're able to start going in there and talking about underwriting variables, surf filings, admitted products, non-admitted products, <laughs> Just being able to do those things adds a lot of credibility. And you'd mm-hmm. be surprised by how many licensed agents still can't even maintain those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got to continue to invest in yourself and and be the best in what you do. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, big part of, <clears throat> you know, why I have went out on my own. So I, I started with a large corporation and then I bought into a local agency Um basically drained my savings account to buy into ownership of a local agency. And then uh, from there was able to spin off and start my own agency uh, just about a little bit over five years ago. And we've just grown significantly since. And, you know, when I started my company, I said from the beginning that I want to build my company on technology. Because I don't have a lot of staff when I started. So it's like if I build with technology from the beginning, then I can keep plugging staff into it. The theory behind it is, is if I can leverage the technology that's out there, then I can pay my people really well. So if I can pay my people really well, I'm hopefully going to keep them, yep. and that's going to make a better business. And yeah, so, I feel like to your point, employee retention is so important. You hear, you hear all the time companies looking at their customer NPS scores, their customer retention. You don't see too many companies actually tracking what their retention for employees are or their NPS. And so it's great that you guys are doing that. So are you still primarily in the commercial side of things? And so for the listeners, Justin is the owner of Core Insurance. Is it Core Insurance 365 or Core 365 Insurance? I know the website it's uh yeah i've got the 365 that was the only domain name i could really capture. Uh, But no, it's Core Insurance. Okay. Perfect. And are you guys still primarily doing commercial or are you also are now doing a little bit of personal as well? We we have built uh, quite a personal book 
Um, I've got I've got some people in the office that do the personal personal insurance, um, and uh, I'm excited about some of the some of the products that are to come. I know uh, you know you're behind the the product Gale, and I'm really excited about that because um, you know that's going to tap a whole new potential if it if it behaves the way that I hope it will. Um, that will be that'll be uh, quite exciting to kind of plug my well, allow my people to use it basically. Yeah. But uh, primarily, I do commercial, and I've grown my book through through the commercial. But a lot of my business owner clients, they want me to do their personal, and then I've got quite a bit of walk-in traffic that that happens as well. Amazing! How big is your team now? So it's I'm still the only producer, um, but I've got three three assistants that help me. Uh, with the day-to-day. Yeah. Do you any virtual assistants and BPOs or it's uh, everything domestic? Yeah, everybody everybody in office. I did try the VA process or path and I really do believe that that can work. Um, <clears throat> that really was on me because I wasn't directing them well enough to yeah. you, you know do the things that I want them to do. So it just has worked better to have somebody in office. Um, yeah. In, in, in office to me just can't be replaced. Like there's some there's some times like if you just if you might have a salesperson that just needs to rip through a hundred calls in a day, sure. Mm-hmm. If they need the time in their house to do that undistracted, go for it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with right. the engineers. If the engineer just is on a code sprint and they just want to be heads down, undistracted, go for it too. But the camaraderie of strategizing mm-hmm. and putting together game plans to what you're going to do. You just can't get beat. And that's one of the things that I wish this next generation could experience because I, we see it when we get somebody fresh out of college, just like those conversations walking out of a meeting that seems so insignificant in person, you mm-hmm. can't replicate that going on to zoom and just hanging up right afterwards and then shooting a message like, Hey, can you guys stay on afterwards? It's, there's just a sense of spontaneity when everybody's in person and things are so much better. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I like to have everything in house, even if it's uh, or in office, even if it on paper seems a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it does uh, does have its perks and benefits to it. Yeah. So one of the one of the other questions I want to ask you is, you've now been in the industry for some time. You've had to ride a couple of hard markets and soft markets. Mm-hmm. But you haven't only had to ride a couple of insurance trends. You've also had to ride a couple of technology trends. A few years ago, everybody yeah. was, I'm sure, trying to convince you how blockchain could help your business. Yeah. Now you have people talking your ear off about the buzzword of the year, AI. How are you as an agency owner viewing this new technology? you think it's here to stay or you think it might be a little bit overhyped? I think it's fantastic. And uh, I think that it is it is here to sit here to stay. Absolutely, I think Gary V says that uh, AI is the um, internet of 1992. Yep. And I think that's true. I think it's very true. And so I've been trying to incorporate AI into the daily working tasks as much as I possibly can. And uh, and I've got my staff on board. To, to utilize it as well, and so it's uh, it's gone really good. I mean, there's certain things that that my ta- that tasks that my my staff has done that just cuts time down significantly. I had one uh, one of my ladies say, you know, I didn't 
I didn't really want to like this AI stuff as much as I actually do. <laughs> yeah. What what where what areas have you seen it be really affecting? One of the, uh, effective. One of the areas that we see it actually two areas we see a lot of people finding it really effective for things for like renewals and uh, billing. And so instead of you as the agency owner having to spend your time doing the calls or the outreach, like hey you have an upcoming bill or hey you have an upcoming renewal, you just mm -hmm. automate that stuff. And so. Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen. I'm curious where, where you guys are using it uh, on your end. Yeah, so we're using it mainly for like writing, certain writing tasks, whether it's uh, responses back to customers or um, <clears throat> what I've been utilizing it mainly, not mainly, this is one task that I use it every time for, is um, cover letters to my underwriter. So when I, because I, I actually built my own GPT to help me write a cover letter because um, every commercial insurance submission has to come with a cover letter kind of explaining and selling the selling the account to the underwriter so I've utilized that um, most recently uh, I've been utilizing the GPT vision to take pictures of different workspaces and workplaces and then having uh, giving it instructions to imitate like an OSHA inspector mm and identify what violations are present and what safety protocol needs to be followed. And then from there, continuing to build off of that information. And I end up coming up with some really um, oh, specific wow. information for the businesses. What tool are you using for that? I hadn't, I hadn't heard of that use case before being live, done live. I had heard it theoretically, but I hadn't seen somebody already using it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just ChatGPT. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, they've done such an incredible job allowing for the custom GPTs. They make yeah. it, they make it so easy. Um, mm -hmm. Even on the stuff, even we see it all the time when we're when we're developing different things. Mm -hmm. They even they give you the blueprint too, and so that's like one of the other incredible things is most companies would typically try to hold that close to their chest. Meta, OpenAI, all those different companies are doing so much great actually contributing it and kind of mm -hmm. opening the kimono. It's It's been really great to see how those groups of companies who maybe they're doing it just try to win some favor with society after the last couple of years. Yeah. But it really just being so open and really pushed things forward and on our end, like we're loving it and I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible all the things it's able to do, and then and then also I've been using it uh, for creating like cover pages and some marketing stuff. So using the I don't know if you call it Dolly or Do Dolly. Yeah, yeah, I think Dolly it's Dolly three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been that's been fun. For and, for uh, those of you listening that don't know what Dolly is, Dolly's a, I'm gonna butcher I might butcher their pitch, but whatever. Um, Dolly 3 is a, is a tool that OpenAI came out with where very similar how ChatGPT lets you put in a prompt and then it spits out a response. Mm -hmm. Dolly lets you put in a prompt and it generates an image for you. So like mm -hmm. yesterday I did something just like messing around. It was like, oh, a basketball with a right foot that's an otter and the left foot is a flamingo. And sure enough, it generated that image in like 10 seconds. Yeah, so, so it's it's really great for marketing. Yeah, it's fantastic for marketing. I mean, I've, I've been able to get custom brochures for certain classes of business with my logo tied into it. I mean, something you'd pay a graphic designer. I mean, you can literally create it 
in office within minutes. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And funny enough, I'm actually going to be releasing it. I'll send it to you ahead of time. Next week, I'm going to be releasing um, a blog post that I did where it was like, I asked AI how... Mm-hmm. I, I made it sound smoother, but it's going to be something along the lines like, I asked AI how it views AI impacting insurance. And, there you um, go. And it came out with some really novel... Some really novel um, ideas for it and so i'll be sharing that next week but uh oh that's cool but yeah, Justin, i know we're out of time i know you have a day job and so i'll let you get back to it but sure. man thank you so much for taking the time i can't wait for you to hear the episode live when it comes out later this month we uh we great. loved having you and i'm sure the listeners are gonna enjoy trying to figure out now ways to implement ai into their marketing tactics and to their own business operations thanks so much for sharing the wisdom Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, your time as well. Of course, man. We'll be in touch. Talk soon. Have an awesome day. You too. Bye.